G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hello, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to another 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network. Remember, you can hear 2020 weekdays on Vision from 10am Australian Eastern Standard Time. Well, it's no secret that newspaper and magazine circulations have declined as access to the internet and the sophistication of online news and information has taken major steps over the past decade. But what about the vast number of Christian publications in Australia? How are they coping with the shift in the way we access information? You might be surprised that there are a lot of Christian publications in Australia, whether newspapers, magazines, denomination monthlies, independent weeklies or publications from mission bodies. Peter Bentley is the president of the Christian Communications Network and the Australasian Religious Press Association. He's joining us to talk through the changes to the landscape of Christian publications. Peter Bentley, welcome to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Good to be here. Peter, let's talk about publications in general, uh, Christian publications. And for some of our listeners and people listening to us all around the country might not be so familiar with just the number of Christian publications and organisations that are, are preparing publications for consumption. Uh, what, what's the extent of publishing in Australia? Well, it probably depends on the, the different levels of publications. Uh, the Australasian Religious Press Association has about uh, 90 members. Uh, 20 of those are in New Zealand or so, and about 70 within Australia. But that doesn't cover the extent of uh, publication because there's probably at least another 100 or more publications that are not members as well. But ARPA would cover uh, most of the larger print-based publications, uh, particularly all the denominations or many of the denominations. And, of course, the history of ARPA goes back to, what, the 1960s and then uh, I think uh, some formal uh, 1974 milestone for the Religious Press Association. Yes, it's like many organisations, they often arise out of a practical consideration and in the 1960s it was really a, a group of mainly church-based uh, individuals and publications that banded together to try to uh, oppose... Uh, the rapidly increasing postage rates at the time then. Uh, but after that, uh, that group folded sort of about 1970. After that, though, I think through the experience of that and also through the Catholic Press Association, it was viewed that it would be good to have a, a broad ecumenical group uh, that could continue the fellowship that had been developed, uh, but also provide like professional services and training uh, have an annual conference and awards and all those sorts of things that uh, an association does. And the first inaugural one was 1974, so we're having the 40th anniversary conference uh, in the same place next year in Canberra in September. Okay, let's talk about uh, Christian publications in general. And the reason why a body like yours exists is so that you can enhance the skills and the knowledge and the professionalism because uh, without some sort of uh, uh, oversight uh, 
uh, umbrella organisation like yours, uh, there's not a lot of nurture that might go on when it comes to those skills, knowledge and professionalism. No, look, I think that's been a, a very much a feature of ARPA over the years, uh, especially in the early days when I, I think many people weren't professionals or didn't have a professional background in journalism or writing. Often it might have been a, a priest or a minister or someone who took up the role of the editor of the denominational or diocesan publication. Uh, so in, those, in that context, uh, it was very helpful to have these gatherings where there could be uh, seminars, you know, providing professional training just on writing, editing, uh, even you know, layout and design, all those sorts of things. I think the interesting thing is, though, in the last few years, I've noticed there's been a really a levelling out of that, though. I think nowadays, because uh, we have a lot of younger members who are very techno-savvy, uh, it's not quite the same disparity between uh, the, the standard of publications you would have seen in the church and Christian media compared to the secular media. Uh, like nowadays, th- th- those uh, things are very much levelled out. Uh, so it's probably Arthur's probably not providing a lot of the as much as the technical support as what it did in the past, but still providing help in the ways of fellowship, ideas for articles and that sort of thing. Well, Peter, we sometimes will hear in the media about the decline of uh, newspaper circulations and, uh, and for magazines. There really is a revolution that's going on and it is uh, headed towards the internet. How is it affecting the publications that the churches have produced over the years? Yes, well, that's a, a key and critical question there. Let's, uh, in terms of ARPA, uh, like over the 40 years, there have been magazines which have come and gone, of course, you know, for a variety of reasons. But I guess the last 10 years have been significant. Uh, I would have to say from the start, though, nearly all the current publications, of course, while they may still publish in print, they also uh, do have an online version, whether it's a PDF version or a similar type of version that people can access online. So many of most of our publications are doing both. There are just a small number, too, of uh, ARPA members who are only online nowadays as well. So there's a handful of those. Nearly the majority, the overall majority of our members are still in print. And I guess they are being affected, uh, particularly within denominations through uh, declining membership in certain denominations. But most uh, are going well at the moment and continuing to do well and also, I guess, using some innovations uh, in their technical style and just productions to uh, keep their magazine or newspaper at the forefront. It's a challenge, isn't it? Because the message that the Christian church brings, this proclamation of the gospel, and of course uh, talking about the context that we find ourselves in as uh, as uh, different denominations, and indeed uh, people are building and growing a Christian worldview through publications in the nation, those things all uh, remain very much the same, although adjusting to the way that culture changes. But the method of delivery is changing. It very much is changing. I, from what I've seen, I guess, over the last 10 to 15 years, so the, the denominational publications seem to be able to generally keep going as long as their denomination is helping to support and they're able to get the advertising necessary. Where there has been a bit of change, I guess, would be more in the independent publications. And many of them have uh, suffered because they need subscriptions and paying subscriptions to survive. 
So we have seen uh, the demise over the last 10 years of uh, some of the leaders in those areas, like a, a very early publication was on being, it's no longer published now, and National Outlook, which was a uh, an early ecumenical publication which had a, a very large circulation initially, uh, it ceased in 2001. So many of these have, changes have affected, uh, particularly, I think, the independent or those that are very reliant on subscriptions. Peter Bentley is our guest. He's the president of the Christian Communications Network, and we've been talking about ARPA. Uh, Peter, stay with us because I'd like to talk to you about this annual conference that you guys run each year, the value of that to people who are in Christian publishing in Australia, and and, uh, also to talk about the ARPA awards uh, over 25 categories. We'll come back and talk some more in just a short while. You're listening to the 2020 podcast on the Vision Radio Network. Well, we're back talking about Christian publications in Australia and how they're coping with the shift in the way we access information. Peter Bentley, each year you gather members for an annual conference. It's clearly an important time for all your members and for interaction in the Christian publishing industry. That's very true. Like since uh, 1974, there has been a conference. Uh, Though it's only really been since 1983, or there was a bit of a hiatus in 84, but so since 83 that there have been the annual awards uh, for ARPA, and they've varied a little in the numbers and the types of awards that have been presented each year, but really they're designed to uh, recognise excellence in writing and in production, and also to encourage the members of course, this is a way that professionalism is fine-tuned and the uh, the level of quality uh, rises when you've got some level of competition and people entering various categories, and there's something like 25 categories in the ARPA Awards. Yes, I think we're probably looking at about 20 for this coming year or so. Uh, sometimes there's a, some awards are taken away just to keep the numbers down a little. And in the last few years, too, we have recognised that it's, been good to have some that uh, relate to online. So there's an online publication of the year which has come in now as an award. Tell us about some of the more significant awards. Uh, What sort of categories are people making entries to? The most hotly contested areas are really the the feature, awards for features and social justice articles. They're the ones that probably have the most number of awards usually entered. And the standard, I think, in in, uh, feature writing, uh, and that can be also in the areas, too, of faith reflections, theology, and social justice, is really very high. What I've been amazed at is reading the judges' reviews, and that's also a way that people do get feedback and comment as well that helps them, because the judges uh, certainly uh, do provide, you know, often very detailed comment that's very helpful to members. And with the standard, really, I think over the last uh, many years has been very high. Uh, Often, you know, Christian journalists and writers, even in Australia, uh, are breaking news or because of their wider context uh, and contacts they might have in other countries, they might be able to get different angles on major stories that are happening in different places. Of course, these days, with the ability to access information from so many places uh, around the world and and in real time, it obviously has to uh, increase the capacity and the quality of of what's being presented across the board. Yes, and that's where I think quite a number of the websites 
that our member publications have as well helps because they're able to get that news out a lot quicker and they're able to respond to issues. And then when it comes perhaps later uh, for their print publications, perhaps they're also then able to give a more nuanced or reflective account as well. In some ways you can get more commentary after a few days or if it's a couple of weeks before the actual publication. And Peter, each year the opportunity to do some special recognitions for people who have really devoted a lifetime to their area of ministry when it comes to Christian publishing. Yes, and that is a very significant part of ARPA's awards. Our main award, the Premier Award, is the Gutenberg Award, uh, and that uh, in the last year went to Marjorie Lewis-Jones and Stephen Webb, who'd given many years of service through the Uniting Church in New South Wales and Insights, and also in a whole variety of other areas. But over the years, many individuals, as well as particular publications, have been recognised by the Gutenberg. But as well as that, ARPA does award an occasional uh, special citation. This year in 2013, uh, we were very pleased to present that to Raymond Williams, who would be very well known, I think, to many listeners, uh, and certainly may be well known to many people who look at publications, not that they may know his name, but they would have seen his photos, because Raymond, through worldwide photos, has probably provided tens of thousands of photos to member publications uh, and not only Christian ones but many throughout the world. Now there must be a lot of people who are doing publications in their community or in their region, in their state, uh, but they might not yet be uh, members of ARPA. Who can join and, and how hard is it to become part of this whole Christian communications network? Yeah, Well look, we're, we're very open to a whole variety of organisations and groups joining. Uh, it is a Christian organisation and uh, there is a Trinitarian basis for our membership. Uh, but apart from that, we do welcome uh, denominational, uh, independent, non-denominational publications. We also have a, a small but increasing number of uh, publications that are based around a, one church, like a, say a city church or something might have their own monthly or bi-monthly publication. And over the last few years, some of those have joined ARPA as well. So we're very open to, to any publication being considered for membership. And certainly, uh, the more members, uh, the more opportunities there are then for us to hold uh, larger conferences, I think, that can enhance the membership. And of course, uh, almost every church these days has got its own website and uh, there's someone who's looking after that as a, uh, as a ministry role. I guess even people, as you say, who are moving into uh, roles where their website's becoming quite sophisticated uh, can be part of what you guys are doing. It could be, yes. I, I think one of the difficulties probably for many of our members has been, though, that over the last few years as well, they often have taken on more responsibilities. So it's not only just organising the print aspect as well, but they're probably handling the website uh, and perhaps also media relations as well. So really many of our members are, are multitasks uh, and I think it's going to be interesting to see in the future just with all our members uh, as this convergence increasingly happens between the internet and print, uh, just how everyone does.
And Peter, what's your outlook for the future when it comes to this convergence? Are you optimistic about the way the Christian publications, the Christian press, uh, is going to be able to uh, excel in this new environment? Yes, look, I, I think that in some ways, at least for the next five to ten years at least, I think Christian and church publications probably have an advantage over many secular publications Probably two reasons. In some of the nominations, partly related to the age of the members and the members still wanting you know, print-based publications as well. Uh, but also, it does seem that uh, when you've got more niche markets, and I guess religious publications looked upon as a niche market, uh, then you can actually... Uh, you've got more of a community of interest that are concerned about uh, your publication and the issues that that publication raises. I think also, too, one of the advantages is that many publications uh, can be delivered um, not, not so much individually via subscriptions, but they can be delivered to churches or meetings, and that saves enormously, say, on distribution costs when you can distribute then around that particular church or gathering as well, apart from the fact that you can immediately get it into the hands of someone, say, on a Sunday, and say, you know, have you seen this article? Are you interested in looking at it? So there's still that opportunity, and I think that will be there for hopefully a long time to come. Well, it is a changing environment that we are in, and the Australasian Religious Press Association... The Christian Communications Network is interested in skills, knowledge and professionalism for people who are writers, designers, people who are involved in advertising and web design. Uh, it's all a part of increasing that quality. And uh, Peter, I'll point people to your website at arpanews.org and there'll be a link there on our 2020 page at the vision.org.au website. Peter Bentley is the president of the Christian Communications Network, ARPA. Uh, Peter, great talking. Thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.